Welcome everybody to another episode of Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-host, Jordan. And today we are starting season two of The Wheel of Time. And, and it keeps spinning. And it's just, the wheel just keeps turning. Um, let me come out and say, season two is by far dramatically better than the first season in... I want to say just about every way. Yeah, it seems like they got a little graphical upgrade, too. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. That, I was actually literally just going to start with that. Visually speaking, like, I think the setting-wise, the practical effects were always good. But the CGI for the powers, mm-hmm. that definitely got a massive upgrade. The magic. Um, the, the weaves that they're, you know, weaving. I do... I do like that when they're explaining. Well, obviously we could get into it, but I like when they're explaining the magic, like their, their the threads of magic. Or how they explain it, like the mm-hmm. threads of time or magic or however they explain it. I like how they, it's like they're combining the threads in one of the scenes. I don't know. I thought that was really cool how they, it's like they're taking the fabric of reality to make the magic work. So, yeah, Personally. you can go ahead and talk about that. The way that. Um... And I never really truly got it, to be honest with you, because it always felt a little not thoroughly done, if that makes sense. Uh, was mm-hmm. I always felt like with the magic here, they always, people always say, oh, it's hard magic. And it is, but I think when you're coming from Sanderson, it's not as hard. Yeah, right? Sanderson- like we're talking like rules. Because the magic that they weave is strictly fire, earth, water, air, and spirit. And so whenever they do stuff, it's a combination. Sometimes it'll just be like just straight water, right? But sometimes if they're doing ice, that means that's a combination of water and air. Right. So if they're doing lava, it's a combination of fire and earth. I like it. So even healing, right? Healing is, I think, is a combination of fire and spirit. Oh, I thought I was thinking like water and. And it, it depends. It depends on what the type of healing you're doing. If you're doing something to like inflammation or like uh, soothe muscles and whatnot, then you'll do fire and spirit. So you know, like heat up the muscles and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it it definitely makes sense. Um, but then there are times whenever they would just do some incredible power, and it's just like, okay, so did you just blast them with like all five? Like, like a laser beam. <laughs> yeah, she's like, this is just a plasma blast. What is that? Oh, it's all five of them. Come on. Um, but yeah, so keep an eye out for that. Whenever you do see uh, something happening magic-wise, keep an eye for, out for that and try and see if you can pick out what elements that they're using. And if there's something that you're not figuring out, like I don't know what element this is, it's probably spirit is sprinkled in there somewhere. With a combo of something else. Right, right. Or or it may just be straight spirit. Who knows? I, I don't want to spoil anything, but it may just be straight spirit. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the magic system in this is... It's good. I do like it. And I think, like, I, like we said, that the CGI has definitely improved a lot. But other than that, you know, the, the character, the acting, I feel like, is better. The yeah. plot overall is... Okay, so... The plot is not following the books per se, but I've always been a big proponent of adaptations don't need to follow the book like precisely. But if Perfectly. you're going to steer from the book, as long as you 
capture the essence yeah. of a book, you're, you, you're good. Um, beyond that, though, uh, the, the, the way the Wheel of Time universe works is that each... The, 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 there is, the time is a wheel, it's a circle, and it just repeats, right? Right. Every time an age ends, a new age begins, and it's, it's literally like a wheel where when you hit the same age again, it, 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 so it's like it's very similar time. It's, it's similar events happen with each turning of the wheel, but it's slightly different. So by the time you get to like 300 turnings of the wheel... Now you're drastically different from the first turn. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. So it's... you have like almost an infinite number of possibilities going on because you this wheel there is no beginning or end of the turning of the wheel. Right? That right. that is the concept of wheel of time. Like it's continuous. Yeah. If you read the wheel of time books, the first chapter, and I'm not talking prologue, I mean literally, literally the first chapter. So after the prologue is done, every wheel of time book begins the exact same way mm-hmm. uh, uh the wheel of time turns ages come and past uh you know until the age that gave it birth comes again and whatnot uh and you know and the first age by some first age of many but it was not the first age it wasn't uh it wasn't the first beginning but it wasn't the beginning but it was a beginning something like right. that so they the it's actually very when you start a new book of Wheel of Time and that you go through the monster prologues that they're there, the chapter ones always feel like a coming home feeling when you read the first chapter. Right. And to be honest, I was kind of hoping that the first episode of each season that they would just do that. That they would just read the intro word for word. I, I don't care who voiced it. Maybe you can have different people voice it. Maybe you can have all the main cast voice it at the same time, like a harmonic thing. But it's really it's really neat. So Brandon Sanderson actually said that for anyone who doesn't like it because it doesn't follow the books, just think of it as another turning of the wheel. And I right. think that that's a really good way of putting it because that's essentially saying that like maybe this still exists in the same universe as the Wheel of Time books, but it's not the exact same story. It's another turning of the wheel, so the story is slightly tweaked. So when right. you think of it that way, I think... Uh, for readers that are not fanatics, might be a little bit more forgiving. Um, fanatics? Are you a fanatic? Of uh, Wheel of Time? No. I am oh. not a fanatic of Wheel of Time, thankfully. Uh, but I will say season one was disappointing to both the fanatics and the non-fanatics alike, I think. Um, you know, for several reasons. I think like if you change the book, if you're going to change something for a book to an adaptation... You better be changing it for the better. Right, not the worst. Right, right, exactly, right. Like If it's a lateral move, that's still kind of annoying because it's like, okay, well, you didn't make it better, but at least it's not worse. Fine. Right. But you, they, they just made it worse. Um, but yeah, season two, the actors, the, I think that the big thing is that the characters act so much like their book counterparts that I just... I love it. Right. I really love it a lot. Um, Nynaeve, Egwene, uh, their dynamic between each other, because Nynaeve is a very young wisdom from her village. 
So she's not that much older than the other um, two rivers people, right? Rand, Perrin, Egwene. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's just very headstrong, and Egwene is kind of like, you know, she wants to be the best. She wants to have that praise of being the best, the strongest, and whatnot. You can see it. There's like a little set of moments when they say, like, you know, Nynaeve is the strongest one we've seen in thousands of years. And Egwene, you can tell she gets jealous of that. Like, that's actually such a big part of her character. Um, the fact that they can kind of just throw that in with just like a quick uh, facial expression. I think it, it speaks volumes um, to how much that they need to do because there's a lot of monologues that happen in the book. Where, um, for example, I'll throw, I'll throw one at you. Uh, do you remember Perrin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, wolf I, guy. I, Wolf guy, the guy yeah. that sees, he like has like visions of wolfiness. Yeah. So okay. So we'll get to that in a second. Remind me. Uh, make sure that I don't forget to explain that part. Um. So Perrin, in the books, there's a lot of talk about how he's kind of slower, and a lot of people think that he's just slow witted, and he's not slow witted. He just says that when you're a big guy and you can easily hurt people, you have to move slower, otherwise. You hurt people. You hurt people. <laughs> um, and, he, and he's a big dude, right? He's a blacksmith, right? So he's literally swinging hammers like nine, ten hours a day, every day, right? But this is back in the medieval style era where we don't have weekends. You work every day. Regardless. And yeah, and there are no sick days. There are no, I'm going to go visit my brother for a week. No, you work every day until the day you die. And that's just how it was. Um, so he's just a massive dude. Right, parent, and you can see it in the show too. Like he's wearing loose clothing, but he's like a head taller than everyone there, and he's not like thick, thick. But when you take into account he's still wider than everyone else and a head taller than everyone else, it's like okay, this dude's just massive. Um, so he has his inner monologue a lot. So one of the things I liked about season one that was actually a change from the books is that in season one. He has a wife, right? And he accidentally kills her, if you remember, during a trollic yeah, raid. at the beginning. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think it was the first or second episode. Now, I liked that a lot. Um, a lot of people didn't because here, for me, right, that's a big change from the books because in the book, he never had a wife. Oh, really? Yeah, he never had a wife. So for them to introduce this, a significant character to his character, uh, to his relationship, that doesn't even exist in the books is a big deal but then they killed her off instantly only to establish the fact that he he's very aware of how strong he is and he's very aware that he can hurt people easily right so i think that 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 was a very genius level not explain i don't know how to word it that was a very genius um change to make use of the character almost yeah yeah because you still got rid of the character, so you not it's not like you have this open loose thread that mm-hmm. doesn't exist in the books that you kinda have to figure out what to do with the show. So you kinda open this what most book fanatics will say is an unnecessary thread and you closed it right away, but you still established something that was important in the books too, without having a monologue. Um because monologues, you need to use them sparingly and they need to make sense and it doesn't like when you have an internal monologue and you're externalizing it it 
that looks ugly in a show. Could you imagine if he's just sitting there talking to himself about like, oh, you know, when you're as big as I am, you have to move slower. Otherwise, you scare or hurt people. Like, that's just, that sounds, that's really bad writing. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, to me, watching this kind of for the first time mm-hmm. is, it's 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 a little bit difficult because I didn't read the books, right? Right, right. So, when I'm watching this, it's good for them to kind of explain some of that to me on why they're acting in a certain way. Because if not, you're just like, oh, okay. You know what I but, mean? Like, but, oh. Yeah, so, and this is where um, the difference in media, or medium, I should say, really comes into play, right? Like with a book, you can write all that out. Right. You can even write it out subtly. Fine. But in a show... You cannot explicitly say things without it looking like, okay, well, you're just bad at writing and you don't know how to write write characters without explicitly telling me. So you need to show me that he's a big guy who knows he's a big guy and he's aware of how much strength he carries. Well, how do we do that? Well, if we have him kill his wife accidentally, now we've put in a, a, a fear of himself into him yes yes, yes mission yes. accomplished and i think that, that was that is in my opinion very well done and i really enjoyed this a lot um but yeah no but the, the, it's stuff like this and this is where media literacy kind of comes into play so if you're someone who watches shows like <laughs> this is going to sound very condescending but but it's not my intention if you're someone who like literally only watches shows like Big Bang Theory or um doesn't really have the fantasy background. Right. Some, something that does you don't really need to think about the plot, right? Okay, let Big Bang Theory is funny, but it's not deep. No. Right. So it's just a goof show. It's yeah, a goof exactly. It's a, it's a it is a background show. So if you're watching a lot of people I, I have noticed cannot keep up with all they they keep up with a decent amount, but they cannot keep up with all of the intricacies of a deep show like Game of Thrones or Expanse or House of Dragon or stuff like that. And I would say Wheel of Time is is trying to be that as well. Um, having said that, I'm not going to pretend like I catch everything either, by the way. I don't. Uh, yeah. I, there's some yeah, stuff that I'm going to yeah. miss too. But there yeah. – so, okay, so the what I'm trying to get at, right, is I used to work with this one guy. When we and we would discuss Game of Thrones on the Monday because the episode would come out Sunday night. We would and the next day we would discuss. And this dude was like completely oblivious. Um, they revealed a significant, and I don't want to spoil this for anyone who hasn't seen it, but they reveal a significant parentage of a particular character, uh-huh. and he he didn't even get it. Because the way that they did it is that they zoomed in on the baby's face and then they zoomed out of the adult version of that character. And then that was like a confirmation that like, oh, yeah, he is that character. Right. And he didn't get that. Like that completely went over his head. And that was literally the entire point of that scene. And he didn't understand that. Pretty much of that episode. That was yeah. So, uh, so like he didn't even notice that that was like that big of a deal. And he was just like sitting there like shocked, like, oh. That's what that meant, and I was sitting there like, "Yes, you know, yes, no, no disres- <laughs> no disrespect to him, but like, are you like, what are you, why are you watching the show? How are you getting anything out of it?" So, 
this is what I mean where I think some people, when they watch some of these shows, they don't get as much enjoyment out of it as others do because, you uh-huh. know, you know, and fair play to some people, right? You got kids, you got so much stuff to worry about. You just come home from a long, you know, stressful day at work. You don't want to be thinking about medieval politics. So I you, listen, you listen to that new Oliver Anthony song over and over again during your day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. Oh, it's like some new country song that's like blowing up around the world. It's just a joke, but oh. you'll you could view it later. It's one of those <laughs> things where it's like you come home from a long day and it's like ah it sucks. Yeah. So I again I I never said all this stuff to be condescending. I know it right, right. maybe come across that way, but please turn. Don't, don't <laughs> be that as it may. <laughs> um but you know, please don't take it that way. But uh yeah, Wheel of Time is attempting to be that way. So and the books itself are very difficult to read. So yeah, I, I implore anyone who has not started reading the books, if you do read it, I, I consider the Wheel of Time books okay, the the books, not necessarily a series, but I consider the books to be a must read. If you I, I recommend that everyone read them and if you don't like them, then drop them. There's no shame in that. But if you do like them, I think you're in for a, a great ride. Uh, but I, I have a love hate relationship with the books. Um, I'm say it's so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's say no. You, um, I have a love hate relationship with the books because I just feel like they're again, like I feel like I wasted my life on a lot of them. Um, because again, it took me a year and a half to finish. Dang. Uh, and they were good, but I just don't know if there were a year and a half of my life good. I mean, I can understand that. Right. I mean, at first when I was reading, and I, I say this very lightly, at first when I started reading Mistborn, I was like, oh my God, this freaking point of view from Venn, I could care less. But then, then it took me a while. Once I started getting the book, I couldn't, I couldn't put it down. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like if I started reading the Wheel of Time series, I feel like that's going to be a problem with me. So, okay. The Wheel of Time. The, I don't know how to explain this without... Again, it coming across so bad. The the problem that we're gonna reach, and we've already actually hit, I think, with you, Jordan, is that there is a lot of locations that are just mentioned, and you're just supposed to just accept that you don't know exactly. And that's and, what I'm starting to understand. And that's um. So with the books, I I can send you a map. I highly recommend everyone look up a a wheel of time map because they will mention stuff like Kyrian and Tyran and Malkir and Shinar. So it's just like, they're just name dropping like Andor and freaking all this stuff. They're <laughs> name dropping this thing. Like, and, and we're just supposed to know it, right? Because today right. in today's world, if we just name dropping, like, yeah, you know, my, uh, you know, my brother-in-law's from Norway. It's just, no one's going to be like, yeah, you know, Norway, which is, uh east of sweden and bordering no no one no one's gonna say that agreed agreed. right they're just because we we have a we live in this world we have a general idea of where everything is uh so this is again part of good writing is you're not supposed to explain to your audience um explicitly right they kind of have to start piecing it together themselves um now, so there are some characters and stuff. If you don't know who they are, 
do not look them up. Yeah, that's I what promise I you, do not look them up because you're gonna Google images is the biggest spoils troll I have ever seen. <laughs> you start looking up stuff, it's gonna say death. It's going to say stab. It's going to say loses right hand or freaking cuts off toes or whatever. Like, dude, you like if, for example, if you've never seen Star Wars and you start looking up, wait, who's Anakin Skywalker? It's it's going to say Anakin Skywalker turned to Darth Vader or something like that. And it it will spoil it for you. Google Images literally does not care um, because it goes based off of trend searches. Right. So if everyone's looking up. And if you uh, these books have been out for decades now, you look something up, it the the Google search thing is going to spoil it for you. I promise. It's gonna ruin it. It's gonna completely ruin it. Yep. Yeah. Um, I saw. I would recommend watching this show. Put the phone down. Put the kids to bed. Put full attention on the show. Hundred percent attention. Um, speaking of, let's talk about the actual show itself. Are there any characters that kind of stick out to you? Like, okay, I like this character or I find this the wolf guy. The wolf guy is my favorite. What's his name? Um, Perrin. Perrin. Yes. Yeah. He's been my favorite character so far. I mean. Okay. Oh, yes. Thank you for actually bringing that up again. So Perrin is a spirit shaman. Mm, that's actually I'm not gonna lie to you that's actually pretty decent yes uh, so Perrin I don't know how to describe all this Perrin is not like a warg who just wargs into wolves but he can he has something related to wolf power and like wolves in this dim, uh, dimension in this universe dimension. have like special powers that predate even like the prehistoric stuff within Wheel of Time. And they have, you can tell that he has like an ability to kind of see the violence that happened in the area, right? Like he's able to see how the fight broke out. And now like, it's like, he has like, um, like detective vision. Like it's right. almost like, a, I don't know. That's a weird way to put it, but it's like, he's like, a. I guess that is a weird way to put it. I don't know. I'm trying to explain it without sounding like sounds stupid, but it's like he has like this vision where he can see what happens because of the wolves were there. Yeah, no, I mean, like the wolves were not there, so he's looking at it not from the perspective of the wolves, but it, uh, maybe he's using the combination of where like the blood dropped and then how the environment oh. is moved. Maybe it's like that's a combination of everything. Maybe this, that's like a scientific breakdown of what's happening. Uh-huh. But it's magic. Let's just put it that way. It's magic. Uh, and this is actually one of the cool things about uh, Wheel of Time is there's a lot of that where there's hard magic and then there's soft magic so he kind of gives you a little of uh, a taste of both it's almost like he gives you a little break from the i don't know if it's a break but more like um he kind of gives you both so you can see yes. like almost like a balance of both yeah because yeah, uh, if you look at it from a perspective of like oh well i have access to uh Villain, I'm like mustache twirling villains, Uh, (laughs) right? Just they're they're just evil just because they're evil. Like you know, like the dark one. He is just the embodiment of evil. 
right? And then you've also got complex villains where they're not villains like they're just evil for the sake of evil, but they're evil because they've been through hardships or maybe they're uh, a king of a country that is generally downtrodden and kind of poor and he's doing what he can to protect his people. So he may be an antagonist to the protagonist, but he's not evil per se. Or it may be a person who's actually working for the betterment of mankind, but he just has a misunderstanding of how the world works. So he is causing more harm than good. Right. Right. So um, this is actually one of the cool things about Wheel of Time is it gives you all of that. It gives you bad guys turning good, good guys turning bad, good guys reluctantly turning bad, bad guys reluctantly turning good. You have mustache twirling villains. You have complex villains. Um, mustache twirlers. Yeah, now, you have hard magic and soft magic all within one. Which is which is good, and it's nice to see something like that in a show. Um, as far as you know, you get a taste of both. Yeah. But, I mean, it, again, though, I will warn people that I can and I really cannot warn you guys enough. There's a lot that happens. I can only imagine. Um, and so the, the, the new faction that's landed, those people with like the really cool samurai looking armor, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're called the Shan Chan and they're my favorite group. Really like them. They've already given you little tidbits of information, like talking about Leia, uh, something Pandrag. Yeah. So, you know, something was promised. So you already know there's some lore building there, some history building where they're like, uh, something, the land that was promised to us. And, you know, we will remind you of what belongs to us, blah, blah, blah. So there's, there's some of that going on. Um, but yeah, uh, there's, uh, so, Remember the guy who got killed, Uno? They, like, stabbed his face through the horn statue yeah. thing. Which, by the way, that Pretty death brutal. was really gnarly. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that looked lot. like it hurt just a little bit. Um, That character in the books survives all the way through. Really? Yes. And this is what this is the problem with the book series, actually, is that he survives all the way through the series, but he might as well not have because he has zero impact, really, on the story and he um totally disappear totally. he will disappear for like eight or nine books he'll show up for like one paragraph and he'll disappear again to like the last book or something and then have another paragraph where he just shows up and then yeah just disappears this is oh. a massive 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 problem with the series is that they will just introduce a character only for him to show up later and i feel like to be honest with you it feels like a cheap way of saying you have a massive cast of characters. <clears throat> because if you're if they're just unnecessarily there just for them to show up for a one paragraph callback. Kind of annoying. That's un that's so frustrating. I, I could probably I could see that. Yeah. So do be aware of that. If you forget some characters' names, it's okay. Um we will continue to talk about him here. Uh, the other wolf guy's name, the black dude, also with the golden eyes, his name is Elias. He also has um, the same power as his parent. Um, Moraine. Okay, so... Uh, she lost her magic. She lost her magic, which... And she's mommy wizard. She is mommy, mommy wizard. wizard. If I, Okay, yeah. I do... 
I can't remember for sure, but I feel like I don't remember her losing her powers this early in the series. I think she does lose oh, really? it, although later. Yeah, it's, it's a little strange. Um, kind of threw me off guard. Uh, but so far, they're handling it well. Um, the bond between Warder and Aes Sedai, I think, is being explored further and further because it's not a it's not a romantic bond. It is legitimately a magical bond. But it comes into romanticism at some point. Uh, for some. Uh, and it also depends on the Aja, right? Majority of the time, the green Aja become very romantically involved with their warders. Right. Uh, but the I said, like the blue Aja, which is what Moraine is, um, they're not necessarily oh. romantically involved with the warders. The red hate men, so they never get warders ever. Um, they're They're bitter. Yeah, they're just bitter old cat women. Um, <laughs> but oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, we gotta talk about that. Leandrin, the red eyes said I right. Is she not evil? Is she? she no, yeah, she's but she's actually another one of those, right? They're like, she's not mustache truly evil, but she is out to protect the world from the dark one. So she, for from her perspective, she thinks that all the men are evil right. generals. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's. I love her actor. I love her character. She's one of my favorite characters in the series. She has a son, which goes against all of her Red Aja beliefs, by the way, because first of all, it's like, oh, God, you were with a man. Second of all, you had a boy for a kid. And then, but did you notice, you you caught on to that, right? That old man was her son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but they're they're not technically immortal, but But they they lost. Yeah, they live long. They can expand their lifespans through magicianing. Magicianing, yep. That's actually the proper term for a magicianing. Uh, but yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like they, uh, through the act of the magic, they have expanded their, you know, lifespan, and a lot of them had families, like brothers, sisters, mothers, and fathers that died centuries ago. And so you see this guy, like it's her son, but he's like what ninety some years old, which is, yeah. and now this begs the question. Was this her first kid? Right? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But like, so how how long has she been an Aes Sedai for? Because she doesn't look what forties, fifties, maybe. Her son, maybe, dude. Old. Her son looked old, old. Um, which that, dude, that has to suck. Yeah, I agree with that one. Like, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, now you could say, okay, well, maybe you can just keep having kids. But that's just more painful, right? Because eventually they're gonna out, you're gonna outlive them, Completely. most likely. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that that one hurts. That that scene was really well done, and I liked it a lot. Um, Landfear, or sorry, Celine. Celine. Shit, I just uh, yeah, that may have been a little, but that's her other name. Spoiler. Sorry, guys. Nothing crazy. There's not yeah, nothing crazy there. It's just another name that she goes by. But Celine is a girl that Rand is with on uh, that black haired woman. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so it was almost in a dream that he started using fire, but then I guess because he's dreaming about it, he ends up lighting the hut on fire too. That's right. Yep. So that be aware of that. Good also job, the dude. clothes. The cl- the the costume department, wow! Oh, there's. You think solid. so? Yeah, I like them, especially Rand's red cloak with that puffed up collar. 
Dude, I wish it was socially acceptable to wear cloaks. <laughs> Dude, don't even start. I thought about this way too often, like just wearing priest garb. <laughs> Wait, really? You'd you'd want to wear like uh, a cloak? Not necessarily a cloak, more like a more like a not a Catholic priest robe per se, uh -huh. but something of that nature, but black. <clears throat> But I'm not an evil dude. But like, I guess I could wear black. I don't know. One of those things where it's like, yeah, I thought about this. Absolutely. Who hasn't? You're not a fantasy. You're not a fantasy reader if you haven't thought about wearing an effing cloak, Moz. Come on. Yeah, that's. I guess that's true. But <clears throat> man, we somebody needs to. Maybe I'll do it. I'll just start wearing cloaks. I'll take the heat <laughs> off all you dude. guys, and then I'll <laughs> just normalize it. <laughs> And then, yeah, you guys can just write me a check or something. That's fine. Oh, my God. Dude. You're asking for trouble. I know. I know. But, yeah, the um... – let's see if there's anything else I have left to cover. Um... Ooh, 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 Most important thing that's that the book two started off with and season two started off with, so I'm really glad that they put that in there. Um, There was a roundtable of – bad guys oh, led yeah. by Ishmael, and you got like, to see the feet or like the bottom half of the character sitting there did you notice certain features you know what I, I, to be honestly completely honest i didn't notice their features but i was wondering why they didn't show the rest of the character they so, wanted you to start guessing about who the bad guys are well, they can fight me then because i want to know so, okay, go back and look at the clothing or the jewelry or whatever that uh, the characters are wearing. And I'll just go ahead and tell you, but you, Jordan, you can always go back and just watch that, you know, two minute scene just to look at it again. Yeah. Um, there were the serpent rings that they were wearing, which do you remember who wears those snake rings with the gems in them? Dude, I cannot remember off the top of my head. The Aes Sedai. Oh, so that person was an Aes Sedai? Then? Yeah. And and then there was another person that was wearing the robe with the the bird on it, like a hummingbird. Those are the Shinarans. Those are the, the ones you like. Uh, no, those, that's the Shan Chan. That was another group. Actually, there was somebody else sitting there that was wearing that clothes of the Shan Chan. Okay, so, so we, this is a group of evil people from yes, much from, every continent. Yes, from every different corner of the world. There are agents of the Dark One. So this is so this is like a take over the world, kind including of an I said I. So now your mind needs to start thinking about oh boy, there there are there's a devil agent in there somewhere now. So and the, the book the red did ladies. it so well. I'm, I can neither confirm nor deny. Uh, the books did it so well because after I read that I became so paranoid i started judging everyone through the lens of <laughs> does he have an ulterior motive you're so judgmental yeah 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 uh you get me paranoid buddy it's all downhill from there i know uh, but yeah no um oh terrific terrific start to season two of wheel of time um I think I had, if you guys have been following along from all episodes, I have talked about for a while that I'm like, man, they got to land this uh, season two because if they don't. People are going to fight them. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just going to be done with a little time because I already put a year and a half 
of my time reading the series. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to waste my time watching and I'll I'll watch it off the podcast like on the side, but I will not be covering it in the podcast because that's just that becomes like what uh, a month and a half, two months of the podcast content just goes to something that we're not liking. And I've already done that yeah. with Star Trek Discovery. I don't want to do that with something yeah. else. Star Trek Discovery can eat it. For all but yeah, but thankfully, season two has so far been delivering and delivering pretty well. Um, Matt, by the way, if you guys are noticing, he looks a little. He does not look the same. Well, no. you're right because it's literally a different actor. Um, oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then he's also with Min, who Min is one of the characters that Rand had met at a like a bar. Uh, I mean, a bar, a tavern. Yeah, tavern. Sorry, yeah, e tavern. So he had uh, met her at a tavern, and she can kind of see people's futures, kind of. Um, they're kind of vague because, of course, they're. Um, yeah. So be aware of that moving forward. That sometimes she may say stuff, and you might be wondering why she's saying that. Well, take into account that she can see some people's futures. Not not exactly, but kind of. So she's technically an oracle. Mm-hmm. Give or take. That's actually a very good. That is a very good. Uh, word for her yeah um there's a lot of stuff in the wheel of time that harkens to certain cultures or things. i've noticed i've noticed that um, they've used like like even the buildings when i want like i listen yes when i um watch and i'm seeing all the building structures every time we see a new city you can kind of relate it to yep a it, culture that's prevalent today yeah and it's it's very it's very intentional. Right. So, yeah, like I said, do keep your eyes open for stuff like that. That like, Wide like, open. Oh, look, it, that kind of reminds me of this. Well, to be honest with you, it Robert really Jordan is. probably got it from there. Um, he, and he didn't just like just mash it together like hodgepodge. Mm-hmm. He actually did a good job of blending it, it so it's not so it kind of makes sense based off geography. And, right. And uh history and whatnot so which is really cool yeah it it just it gives it a a flair of realism that becomes kind of difficult to ignore i think right then then because that's become kind of like a staple favorite thing of wheel of time it's like oh wow this is actually really this feels very real well that's because a lot of it comes from real and to the point where he he did and this is where actually it became difficult for me. But if you're into this stuff, you will like Wheel of Time. Um, he would describe clothing, furniture, drapes, food, um, you know, skin color, skin texture, That's eyebrows, just... <laughs> hair color, length, braid, not braid, tattoos, all this stuff. So it's like, and they give you more description in the book. I'm assuming that he'll he gives you more description that way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, with the books, you you're using words. So you, for me, I can just look at somebody and then I get all the descriptions that I need to get. Whereas in a book, there's no picture, so you, I have to describe everything to you word for word. Right, right. Which I mean, for now it's fine, but it might be a good idea for me to start diving into the books um, eventually. Um. But that might be that's a that's a tough thing for yeah, no, that, that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of reading it as in at this point for yeah, now. No, it, it definitely is. 
Um, but yeah, that about covers it for us. Covers it from us for that episode. Next time we'll cover the. So that was one through three, right? Yeah. So next time we'll cover episodes four, five, and six. I think six comes out today or tomorrow. So four and five are already out, and then we'll cover episode six. That sounds um, good to me. All four, five, four, five, and six we'll cover, and then yeah, six will be out tomorrow. So thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. See ya.